You're listening to Music Mythology. My name is Sam Romo, and let's talk about some music. Thanks again for uh, meeting with me, Gregory. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I've, I've really been looking forward to uh, talking to you, but asking you more specific questions because I've uh, really enjoyed your music, man. I've, I mean, I know we've, we've interacted before this and I've and already been pretty obvious about that. But yeah, it, it's great, man. And, um, oh, thank you, man. Thank and you. I think I, I saw on your highlights, you know, you, you have over like a, a million streams right now. and it's uh, uh it, it's it, it, you need that <laughs> you deserve that <laughs> thank you man thank you yeah you know i've uh i put out quite a bit of different music uh since i've kind of put out music mm. um so you know it's kind of uh it's nice that uh the new stuff is getting listened just as much as old stuff yeah i'm glad yeah, i've been great. listening to it all <laughs> oh yeah well well it's been it's been tremendous i mean uh your your last ep that the twist one that it's more of you know hip-hop um instrumental that's uh, that that that's what hooked me into your your work actually um i had just happened to well i'm, I'm obviously a music obsessed person uh mm-hmm. and i am one of those people that on fridays you know i'm going to i'm gonna do the work i'm gonna go through the new people the the everyday practice stuff of just like what looks cool what what's an interesting name what's an interesting al- uh, album artwork and and that's what drew me into yours is I'm a I'm a mid centuries guy so whenever I see something kind of you know throwback design I always I always check it out <laughs> and uh, yeah man seventies artwork you know I kind of like uh, I fell in love with that stuff like old Marvin Gaye album covers mm. and stuff and uh, I guess that's kind of what influenced my newest Honestly, I kind of mm. kind of wanted to like approach uh, approach like I don't know just more of a nostalgic thing with my music. I mean, you know, obviously with the sonics of it, but uh, with the way I present it too, you know, my own yeah. stuff. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and that's that's also a um, it's a unique blending. Um, especially for people that may may not consider um, the old ways of making music or the old styles and aesthetics and stuff like that. It's always just like if you uh, introduce an, another genre into a, a, a genre to, to fuse something, the F word, uh, you know, you can bring in the old tech into the current. I mean, that's what a lot of people do. We were just talking about that with plugins and stuff. I mean, you, you can go through, I just saw a meme about that like the other day, you know, you use the best, most modern technique and then you run through a tape machine to get that nice screen <laughs> <laughs> and you re-record that and then boom, there's your, your hit song. Um, but it's, yeah. I don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a technique, it's a style and uh, you, you do it well, brother. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Man. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I kind of come from both worlds, mm. you know, when it comes to like, those two things i mean i love like you know obviously stuff up behind me um you know it adds character as like a realism and uh you know it's i think when it comes to like aesthetics and music you can push the limits a little bit more outside of just like what's there at face value in a dog um not not that there isn't like insane producers and beat makers like 
doing amazing things like Omnisphere and and stuff like that. But I like to have like a balance of both, like the organic world and the yeah. the digital realm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I think it's also, I mean, it behooves you to have confidence in both. So whenever you collaborate with someone too, you you feel more confident, but more it's just not it doesn't hinder you from thinking that you're you know stuck in some kind of lane you know creatively or or technique wise you know there's 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 more options you know or there's i don't know i mean you could you could talk about all day about some of those people that are obsessed with tone you know and like oh it's you know they can emulate it but they'll never match this and um i don't know i mean i think that's kind of the pursuit of a of a musician or a creative or a producer someone that really wants to get something out and then they have something in them that they need to find that tone that matches you know whatever they 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 saw as being the the key to this you know the sound or this vibe or whatever you're, you're trying to build and compose but yeah it's i don't know nowadays you you, you can you can have a hit song with with a, an instrument that you would never deem you know a hip-hop instrument or whatever but that doesn't really mean anything nowadays because there's no everything is used everywhere and that's what's wonderful you know is now it's kind of yeah, up to, we, you know you can put a new spin we all on use it. computers yeah. these days i mean and it's like kind of hard to escape uh like you're gonna work in a DAW, i think no matter what but um that doesn't mean that you can't like bring realistic elements and i think everybody's kind of doing it in some shape or form i mean it's been done since like the early days of like i'm a huge fan of hip-hop from Mm -hmm. when it started so you know like hearing like the foley and the old like dr gray album stuff like that like that's kind of like what what gets me excited you know about music even for myself Mm -hmm. yeah no go ahead you just want the the listener, I think, to feel like they're, you know, in a space, and mm-hmm. you know, like with VSTs and stuff like that, they offer you a, um, an aesthetic element, but you know, putting you in a space, I think, like is uh, just like important for me. Like even like using upright pianos, capturing the room, like it's mm-hmm. that room sound. It might not be the piano like itself. Yeah. Uh, which is like the arrow coming off the, and uh, it's fun, kind of fun for me to explore. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and that's once you start to get into the the nuances of of how to build a tone or or how to build a sound, whatever you want to call it. it there's so much that you can you can build complexity on, and so many, so many things to consider to to tweak it, adjust it, make it a little bit different, make it your own. Yeah. How about that? Absolutely. But, uh, well, and in, in speaking of making it your own, how did you come into to be, being a, a musician, multi-instrumentalist and producer? Um, well, I would say like originally, uh, even from like a younger teen, I was primarily a guitar player. Mm. Um, I had like, you know, some family that was kind of musical that I was around. Mm. Um, they kind of like introduced me to, to what live music was all about. And uh, I did that, did that for like, you know, a good like seven, eight years before I even really like started recording. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of always had a computer around, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't really start taking it seriously, I think, until um, probably about my late 20s. I'm 32 mm-hmm. now. Um, so, you know, I've always like messed around with recording, but I wanted to like start making my own music. Um, so I kind of switched from being a live guitar player to, you know, just like making beats, um, trying to like practice the craft, uh, Mm -hmm. even a long time before I ever released it. Yeah. What, uh, so if you're a guitarist, what was the first non-guitar related instrument you bought that kind of moved you into that world of making things? (laughs) That's a good question. Um, Honestly, I got, I got a machine controller. Um, Mm. Like I had messed around in Logic and with MPCs. um, You know, at heart, I'm like always an analog guy. But uh, yeah, I I bought a machine because I was just like, I need to get like, I love this, uh, the aspect of like 16 pads and, you know, having a beat machine. Yeah. Um, then I got in a machine and machine is really what like uh, blossomed out into like trying new instruments. Cause I was like hearing a lot of sampled instruments in there. And I was like mm-hmm. super curious as to like, what's the real thing sound yeah. like. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was probably machine. And then after that, a friend like brought over you know, like an old Wurlitzer piano and I sampled it and I was like, this mm. sounds crazy. You know, and that was kind of the start of it. Nice. So yeah. when you when you were uh, playing guitar, were was it just a casual, you know, thing? Were you, were you playing with anybody or was it, you know, did you take um, lessons? Or? Well, I'm so like a self-taught musician. Um, you know, mm. I know theory as a main means of like communication because I was, I was pretty much like a, you know, uh, I would play four or five nights a week in some cases, sometimes in th- uh, three times in a day. Um, mm. So I was like pretty, pretty busy, like playing with a bunch of different bands and, uh, you know, like playing folk music with one band, playing funk music with another, uh, playing, mm. uh, you know, like Friday night, I'd go and play like Erica Badu tunes and, you know, nice. D'Angelo and stuff like that. And just like yeah. a lot of cover bands, stuff like that. Mm. Nice. Well, it sounds like yeah, you were you were working it. You're you were putting in some. Uh, you're all over the place. You didn't you didn't stay in you know in one spot and you know cover one person or anything. I, and I think that versatility is is kind of key. Like I mean, if you're going to be a producer, I mean, a multi instrumentalist in, in any way. I mean, if you're going to be a producer and want to be able to advise musicians and stuff like that, you know, I think you have to have that broad kind of obsession with like what makes that sound, that sound or that genre, that genre or that song, that song, you know, was it, mm-hmm. was it the, was it the rhythm? Was it the, the, the undertones of this, you know, harp or who knows what it, you know, what it could be, but I don't know, at least for me, cause it, cause what, what you're saying is, um, it's comparable for me because because I'm just now this year um, getting more interested in um, in beats and making product, product producing stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. For the last like two years, I've been like in different like jam bands and different groups, and uh, and it's been nice. I mean, I, I've enjoyed you know playing off of each other, learning music through someone else's eyes. You know, them explaining things to me, and 
um, sure. or or us talking about the same thing and then just seeing it a little bit different um, or or referencing an artist I had never thought you know to consider when thinking of a certain style, um, but but I, I realized that like I was always obsessed with the general, not just like I want to be the guitar guy, I want to be the drummer because like in the groups I've been I've, I've played everything, so I just kind of realized like I I kind of want to do everything. <laughs> Doing everything is like. I guess that's kind of what I what I see in myself. You know, I, I was always a guitar player, but I always loved like being an MD for bands mm -hmm. um, and like putting different bands together. Cause I would do stuff like that with like horn sections and things. And that like got me interested in the fact of like, oh, you can do this with production by yourself. Like, yeah, not not that it isn't like super fun. It, it's like at all in all cases, it's like better to play with people. Sure. You know, it's like more, or not better, I shouldn't say, but more fun. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, it, well, it's almost like the same thing you were just saying about, you know, using the real instruments. It's like when you're using real teammates, you know, in the room, I mean, you, there's just a different vibe. There's a different type of momentum. Like I, I, I say this all the time, just personally, but, you know, like I describe people or humans as like momentum machines that, you know, if you want to yeah. do something, you have to put something into it and you have to keep that, you know, think of you as like a, a moving cycle and you have to put that front weight to keep it spinning. And, and there's something about, you know, playing the real instrument, having those real um, bandmates in there with you that just, man, it keeps that momentum way more vibrant and just it, it, the weight is heavier, whatever is pushing you and spinning you forward. It's just, it's more palpable. It's strong, you know, um, especially when you have oh, yeah. Bandmates. That's why there's all those ghost stories about terrible bandmates, is because they do the exact opposite, you know. And yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, but there's nothing like the energy, yeah. you know, with with playing with people. Um, you know, I mean, I still try to capture that in my music, even though a lot of the times, you know, in most cases, it's just me, you know, mm -hmm. making stuff. Um, so it's like, you know. But being, I guess, being a producer and just kind of making stuff by myself is kind of two different things that I guess I do. Yeah. Well, and it's also, there's a lot of discipline involved. And I mean, you know, you might be practicing building it, but there's a lot of discipline in making sure to, I mean, if you're your only boss, making sure you're, you're, you're keeping structured. Um, and I, I, it also kind of brings me into my, my next question is what, what is your, you know, as as a producer, multi instrumentalist, like, what is your process? Like, what what do you, how do you prefer to, you know, get inspired or or build something? I mean, you don't be as general as specific as you'd like, but I'm just curious. Um, I guess it kind of depends on if I'm working by myself or if I'm producing for an artist. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when I'm working by myself. Usually, it like, it all, like, at first, it starts with drums. Even mm -hmm. though I'm a guitar player, it's always drums because it just, like, informs me yeah. um, of maybe where to go, even if you take the drums away. You know, if they're there in the first place, they can, they can really, like, inform what you're doing. And uh, I, uh, I start with the drums, usually, and then I'll, like, uh, I kind of bounce around to each instrument. Um, and, and try to find like a cohesive thing that fits with the drum idea uh, 
And then it kind of always like comes back to guitar because that's what I'm comfortable with. And that's like the glue, I guess, that fits it all together. If that yeah. answers your yeah. question, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, because, uh, um, yeah, I mean, everyone's a little bit different. And, uh, but no, but I mean, that's, that's always a strong, strong practice, especially for building something on, on your own in your own time. And start with yep. the rhythmic section because it's basically your spine of your song. And, yep. and then, you know, you can swap it out, take it out, but that needs to be your, that needs to be your foundation. But, um, totally. yeah, and I was, I was also curious. I was, uh, you, you, you answered my question already, um, about what, you know, I, well, actually maybe you haven't, cause I was going to ask what your, you know, since you're a multi-instrumentalist, what your preferred, you know, position would be your instrument, which I imagine would be guitar. Um, um, maybe not. You know what it is? It is guitar, but sometimes I like force myself to like make a tune with no guitar in it just to like mm. kind of, you know, learn other mannerisms on like piano and using it as a lead instrument versus yeah. like uh, just it being like chord chordal and kind mm. of foundational. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's usually like guitar and then piano is kind of where I usually go. Gotcha. Nice. Now, which, uh, what pianos do you prefer to use? I see you have a stack of them behind you. Yeah, you know, I guess uh, it depends on the song and, like, what yeah. I'm trying to, you know, make it feel like. Because sure. um, it's, like, all about aesthetics for me, I, I guess. You know, I think more so about feeling than I do composition sometimes. Hmm. Um, although it's like important to have compositional aspects, but uh, usually like the roads, you know, it's one of those instruments that like when it works, you know it kind of automatically. If the chord is almost fitted, magical, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't fit everything, um, but if you're looking for like really dreamy stuff, it totally like does it. But it can be aggressive too. So I mean, I guess it yeah. kind of depends, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the song, honestly. Absolutely. Like, yeah, well, that kind of that, that one's always a monster, though. I mean, I, I interviewed um, a couple weeks ago. I interviewed R.C. Williams, um, Erica Badu's uh, past music director and pianist, and uh, and uh, yeah, that was his favorite. Like, he immediately he knew because I asked him, I was like, you know, house is on fire. What are you grabbing? And he's like, oh, the roads, <laughs> man. Be like that's yeah. that's everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. That's well, history. Yeah. You know, it's history. It's like even uh, you know, this this one, I don't even know where uh where this thing spent most of its life before I got it, but uh mm. you know, it's like they lead different lives in different people's hands and uh it's kinda cool, you know, they always they have their own like character some every roads I've ever played. Any yeah. electric piano I play, it has like its own character. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. a weird well, way. Yeah, I feel that way. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I was about to sound real stupid, but I'll keep it simple. I was like, I do feel that way with instruments. I was about to just start listing off instruments, but like, no, it's, I think it's just it's just in general. You know, I I um yeah. I interviewed um a, a local guy here in Texas named Jimmy Wallace, um, who who um, makes and sells guitars and pickups and pedals and stuff and. Um, he has a tremendous, uh, you know, extensive um, um, shop, and I mean, he has one of the first uh, Les Pauls, you know, ever. It's like a quarter million dollar guitar, and um, 
and, wow. and, and, and like, he let me play it. And like, I was just holding that thing. First of all, I was scared out of my mind, you know, I was going to drop it. Um, even though I know how to handle a guitar, you know, it's one of those things, like, even though like I've held a baby before you hand me a new baby, I'm like, ah, oh, I, don't yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I was like, I, yeah. I'll, okay. I'll play, I'll play the warm up song. I played like a billion times and that's the only thing I'm going to play on this. <laughs> but, but no, but you know, holding yeah. that thing or holding, you know, like, you know, some, some other rarity that, you know, is, was clearly, you know, used and, and loved on. Um, it's just, I don't know, it carries, yeah, a soul. Like it just, when you play it, like, I don't know, or, or, or like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a drummer. Like when I get on a, a good set of, uh, of drums or a good kit that that's been there for a while and, and the guy has clearly been working on it. Like, I don't know. It's just, and I, I don't know if it's just like, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's like an empathic thing because I respect it so much, you know, that I revere mm-hmm. it, that I step into it, just like giving myself, like not ghost stories, but like, like tall tales, like without even knowing what it is, just because I respect this, this medium so much, but it's just, it's a real thing. Like, I don't know when I get on the, and, and again, I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm a master at any of these instruments, but I've, I've, I've played with all of them. Um, and, and, and I've practiced, um, a decent amount, you know, to where I know how to respect it. I know how, when I'm not doing it right, you know, um, and I just, I don't know, that's the best way I can put it is I just, that, that soul, I want to, I want to treat it right. I want to treat this, this thing that can, that can embody, you know, such beautiful music and stories and feelings. Like I just, I, I think it's built to do that and I don't want to do that wrong. Um, and then when I do it right, I feel amazing. You know, like what you're saying, it's like when you can get that road, so you get that right tone and the line you know, match perfectly with what you're trying to build. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a magic moment. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's funny, it's like uh, sound choice is like this thing, you know, that producers like, you know, we all talk about to each other, we're all fascinated with that, you know, it's like, I think the reason is why is because when you hear something like that, you, you kind of automatically like it puts you somewhere. Yeah. Like, you might remember something like when I heard hear a world, sir, I think of Ray Charles. Yeah, you know, it, it like I don't know why. You know, I think we, all music has these little, like, uh, memory things. You know, which is like nostalgic for us all. Yeah, yeah. Well, that just like just like smell is such a, a hard hitting, you know, memory um, experience. I, I I think music is just. I mean, it's, I, I know it's, I think smell is the strongest form of memory, but you know, I think music has this like secretive strength. You know, that's almost like a subconscious kind of strength that you, you don't realize why you're so drawn to something, but you know, it's because you, you relate that to where you come from, or you relate that to to something that yeah. is characteristic of of why you find life important, or why you found you know, I don't know, some kind of moment worthwhile and worth holding on to, apparently subconsciously. Totally. Totally. But, but that's the power of music. That's absolutely mm-hmm. the power of music. No doubt. So, what's your favorite piece of gear? If 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 it's if the Rhodes is your favorite piano, do you have a, do you have a favorite guitar? Um, you know these. I don't know if you can see in the back there. There's a Les Paul here and yeah. a here. But these guitars have been with me uh, for like eight nine years now, just like nice. at gigs. 
you know, some of the wear you see on this one is all real for me, just playing it. Um, and then, you know, the other one is like, a, you know, a Thunder Road War thing that a friend of mine put together. Mm -hmm. um, but they're both like great recording guitars. And, uh, you know, I, I try to like, I try to experiment with other guitars and stuff like that. But these two just kind of feel like home for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to mess with like some arch tops. You know, it's been a while since I've done that, but uh, that's kind of the next uh, frontier format, nice. maybe guitar-wise. But yeah, just these two. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm almost the same. I um, I have my Strat in the back, and then I have a Victoria Two, uh, like jazz blues guitar that I used to use, and then I got this guy, and then I've been distracted ever since. But I've I've been yep. getting, I, I've been obsessed and learning and, and practicing jazz again, but on the drums. And so it's got me like leaning back into playing the guitar. So I'm probably going to have to play that one soon. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just, what you're saying though, switching the tones and stuff. Um, yeah, that's, well, I guess that's what I've just kind of described anyways. Is I was stuck in this thing, which is great. I mean, it's like butter, you know, I just feel like I can just, I don't know, move fast and confidently, yeah. but then. When I want to play the other one, I don't know what it, that one's got soul. It absolutely does. But the other one, I just it, like what we were just talking about. It's got a character to it. And when I play it, you know, it's like I don't know when, I, when I'm holding that that hollow body guitar, you know, the big body one. I I want to do BB King right. I want to do West Montgomery right. You know, oh, yeah, <laughs> I want to make sure you know it's something nice. <laughs> totally. Like these, these guitars, like for me, like they have their things. You know, like the Strat is great at like thin funky stuff you know like i'm huge like nile rogers guy kind of from from playing funk tunes and that that mm. that guitar does that for me and then it can be like airy and jazzy too i guess it's kind of all in the way you mix it sure. um and then the Les Paul is kind of just like home for me you know i play it and i'm pretty comfortable with it because i've just like gigged with it a lot and it's it's just comfortable. It feels nice. I don't I don't have to like struggle with it. I mean, I guess you fight with all guitars a little bit. It's kind of a battle, you know, between okay. kind of playing and and being comfortable with it. But um, I don't know. I like both. You know, I I can never say like I love this one guitar. Like I know everyone has like that one guitar, but you know, yeah. I, I feel like they both do different things. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and like uh, some people have said, I mean the you know, you know when to use it. You know, it's like you, you know, I don't know. It's like you're you're building it. You know what? It's just like I don't know. It's not as easy as like what what shoes fit this outfit because it's not blaringly obvious. But it's just I don't know. You you know what you would be able to express what fits using what tool. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, I need yeah. this stuff. You know, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. What uh, what keys are the? Is that on top? Is that a poly? Uh, which one up here? The, the one at the very top, yeah. Uh, it's a Poly D. It's like uh, yeah. you know the polyphonic mini mode. Yeah, yeah. I've been I, I asked because I've been I've been looking at that guy because that's the one it's where awesome. the the control panel pops up, right? Yeah, yeah. Just like like I played in a a, a mini mode before, and it was like the mm -hmm. worst thing I could do because I'm like looking for one, and they're hard to find, and they're really expensive. And then yeah. I tried this one, and I was like. It sounds pretty good. I mean, it's like yeah. old instruments have a vibe. The last one I played, like I thought it was going to start on fire. Like, 
<laughs> it, was, it was crazy, you know, like anything old, you're like kind of weird touching it, but that one is yeah. new and it could be, yeah. you know, you can use it. Yeah, I've seen um, the handful of cats I've seen on, on Instagram and different different places using that one. And I never really seen that one. I have a buddy who has a little moop fatty that he like swapped out the 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 casing on to make it look like the old school wood ones. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, cool. yeah. Apparently those are uh, pretty cheap on Etsy if anyone's looking for them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that's what he did on that. But I had been looking at one of those... Uh, Probably be ones for a little bit. So, yeah. Well, there's no, there's no presets on it. It's like right. But the the great thing about it is like you have to do sound design. It you got to like turn knobs and yeah. you know make sure it's in tune. Like it goes out of tune, and that's the mm. fun of that stuff. I feel yeah. Like. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's because you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, hey, you know, at one time I I didn't, you know, and I'm still learning. You know, I I feel like. Every time I walk up to a synth, I'm like amazed at what it what it does, and it's very easy to get lost in it. You know, it's like even a simple like mono synth, you could do a lot of crazy sound design with. You could oh, yeah. make it sound like whatever you want. Well, I've been messing. Well, yeah, and especially once you have it running through your DAW and you just go crazy. I mean, you can do all sorts of shit. But like, like I've been using the. Uh, I bought it last year. I don't know why I didn't really use it. For, for like I don't know very much at all. Uh, but I've been using a lot lately to practice and build beats. It's a, a Korg uh, Volca Beats. It's that little mm-hmm. little controller. Um, yeah, that thing is crazy. Like that, it's so simple. I mean, it's just a mini version of like you know the original, which was massive. Like a tabletop thing. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's like a little like six by eight inch or so little thing. But uh, mm-hmm. You know, and obviously, well, obviously it's MIDI, and so it can daisy chain to like the other one, so you can like put them like all those little tiny components. Like it comes in like a little frame you can stack them on. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like a modular sense or something. Yeah, yeah, and then they're very small and super easy to move around, and and yeah, they're very versatile. Um, saw a um, you know, like Jer- Justin Vernon with Bonavir, like they use like a like they they've used those on their last album, I think. Um. Yeah, and those things are super cool. I've been really interested in those. Um, I want to. I want. I'd like to stack. You know, build a stack of those at some point because they're just they're so cool and like I don't know. There's just so many options, oh, but, but really I have idea. I have one now. I need to master that one first. <laughs> I could try and limit yeah, myself. I mean, <laughs> once you start plugging synths together, you know that's when it starts like it starts getting a little complicated. You know. It's, I mean, I guess you're doing all that stuff in the synth anyways, but when you get into separating everything, yeah. you know, it's, it gets pretty deep. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's fun to just go off and, you know, make risers for like a whole day. And like, you know, yeah. most of the time I find myself like making sound effects with this thing. Nice. Cause well, it's it, like, well, and that actually, okay. it kind of, the, the, the last little entry you just gave about sound effects, um, kind of branches me into a question I also want to ask you, which is um, outside of, you know, making or releasing music. Um, and you mentioned that you, you've produced um, other people. So I was, I was also curious um, who you've worked with. Um, but is there anything outside of uh, making music that you're, you know, pursuing, you know, like, like that, like sound effects or uh, soundtracks, anything like that? Um, no, not necessarily. I mean, you know, I, I do plan uh, on, you know, possibly putting some sample packs out 
in the future. Yeah. I'm kind of working. Yeah. I've been working on it for like the past two years. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, outside of music, you know, not really. You know, I I just love putting out new music. I mean, it's like every song is a uh, you know, it's a different point in your life, different times. It's like a snapshot for me. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting thing when you start to compose things um, or create things um, that 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 take you know you know everywhere from a week to a month to make, and then or or it's just it happens in a season. It's not a year long thing. It's not a half year long thing. It's just a seasonal thing, and you move on. Whether it's a a video or a song or whatever, and it's interesting Mm -hmm. how how it solidifies kind of that period in your mind. Um, sorry, oh. kind of tangent off, but, uh, but yeah, cause I just do that myself, like obviously with the show, cause it's been a, a year um, today. Uh, so it's just funny sometimes like going through the, the cards and being like, Oh my gosh, like, I can't believe like that. That, that was 10 months ago. Like that was different. Like congrats, the up was congrats on the year, by the way. Thanks man. Thanks. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I'm sure you, you, you have these thoughts all the time of like, just thinking like, Oh, what was my setup at that time? Like, Oh, oh I yeah. Could probably do that again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it really all started with a computer for me. So it's, I look back at that stuff and I'm like, you know, it's hard to, it's hard even to look at back at old music that I've created, you know, but it's like all part of the, the journey, I, I guess, you know, cause yeah. you learn as a producer or just a musician, if you learn new things and like put it just automatically put it in your workflow, you know, so that you're not like introducing new things in like a, a weird way, I, I guess, you know, like yeah. I wouldn't want to make too radical of decisions when it comes to aesthetics with my music from one album to the next. So mm-hmm. um, just like trying to try new things like while, while I'm learning them. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I, I tend to do that on my album. Just like if I'm learning something new, I'm like, let me try it on this song. Yeah, just incorporated it like little by little till you feel like it fits. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's a good way to, to find your sound. I mean, the other thing too is, I don't, I don't know, especially nowadays, I don't know if anyone has, I mean, some, everybody's different. I mean, like me, like what if I started to release albums I know or EPs or whatever to start with. I know I'd probably try and start with a handful of like different versions of me just because there's so many like this is the hip hop version of me. This is the jazz version. This is the you know chill wave, whatever. Just because yeah. I don't know. And then start to complement them and figure out what makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. That that's also the the fun part is is you're not, the pu- the music itself isn't just the puzzle you're putting together. It's also your own puzzle you're trying to figure out. How oh yeah, you know, totally. they'll come through and every music. song, every song is you know in some shape yeah. or form it's like, like how do I get this part to work with this? And then I kind of that, that's honestly why I like put parts of my music on Instagram because I'm like let me show other people like that it's not perfect right off the bat and that mm. it, it gets to that finished line and like. I hate to feel ashamed about that because it's just like part of the process and I think more people should like be cool with that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there, I mean, yeah, there's pros, there's stone cold pros out there, but there's also people, a lot of people out there, practicing musicians that when they, when they're given a click track and they got to play to it, 
their first one might be off. Like that happens. Like it freaking happens. <laughs> so you do it oh, again yeah. and you keep doing it. You keep doing it until you get it. Like it's frustrating. I mean, whether, whether oh, you're yeah. a practicing musician or particularly uh, the producer, the person that's going to have to listen to it a million times, make sure it's on the right, you know, structure or, or right on the right change, all that stuff you have to be obsessive about and you have to endure it. That is a part of it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta like, you kind of got to like love it when you're doing it um, because it's like, for one, you know, just be, I guess I'm kind of just grateful just to do it in the first mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Like all I do is produce, you know, music. Um, yeah. So just to be able to do it is like enough in itself. The fact that I get to like try different things is like even better. Yeah. You yeah. Because there's just so many... Them. There's so many places you can take music. Right. Yeah. Well, and so many avenues or, or other possibilities that, I mean, maybe not you, you wouldn't have as much control over how it would happen, but you would have to, I don't know, when it, when it's your ship and you're steering it, I mean, that's, that's great. If you're, if you're doing it your way, you're, you're producing your music, you have your vision and it's, it's working out. It's like, I, I just keep it up. I mean, just, you know, sometimes when the, when it feels a little awkward, you know, like the pacing is a little off, I, I don't know. I mean, that's almost like the, the same kind of story for any small business or, or, or artist that, that, that's made it and, and achieved success. It's not like they, they walked into it. It's like that old saying, right. you know, it took, took 10 years to be an overnight success. It's like, you got, you got to keep working at it. You get better every time you come at it, you get better every time you fail, you know, it's just. And every time you yeah, do better, yeah. it's like you get encouraged and like keep people around you that keep you encouraged, you know? Yeah, it's like as much, you know, I, I don't know, I guess as much as I want to like preach, you know, to people to like work really hard at stuff, you know, I guess I also want to say like take care of your mind mm. too in the process, yeah, <laughs> you know, because sure like mu- music is like, you know, it's an emotional thing. You know, when you make music, it, it comes from an emotional place. So I guess, you know, you got to take the time to, like, do the other, like, upkeep. Yeah. You know, on yourself. And, and music, well, like, should be natural. Yeah. Well, like everything, there's always a balance and everything's a practice. So you just got to yeah. keep spinning those plates until it starts making a little bit more sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It takes time. You know, it's a journey. Big time. Absolutely. All right, sir. I got another question for you. So mm-hmm. you've said you are a big hip hop person, but you know what? Who who? Someone it doesn't have to be hip hop. I just if I I pick you for maybe that'll be where you come from. But what what is a um, an inspiration of yours? You know, an artist or or an album? You know that that just kind of shook you awake into the music obsessive place. Um. New stuff, old stuff. I mean, I'm such a fan of music. That's that's such a broad question for me. Uh, you know, as far as hip hop goes, like, what got me into it? Mm. Or, or like, yeah, or what's a highlight? You know, I mean, it's like an alien lands in front of you, and they ask you, you know, what, what's the, what's, why is this so important to you? You know, what, what introduced uh, you to this type of world? <laughs> I mean, you know, to tell you the truth is how how it happened. I was at a gig the one time, and uh, mm. you know, I played I played like a lot of hip hop live. Um, okay. Which, which got me like fascinated in 
like sample drums because we were playing like a lot of these arrangements live and we were trying to like mm. figure it out how to yeah. like you know how to play these songs that were done with drum machines live. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, you know, uh, what got me in the hip hop <laughs> is mm. uh, uh, Tony Hawk, pro skater. Really? <laughs> to game. Random. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's very random, but. Um, so, um, well, I've said this a couple times on the show. So growing up, uh, I'm the son of two preachers. Uh, so mm -hmm. I didn't hear really hear secular music until I was about like 12, 12 or 13. And up until mm -hmm. then it was like, you know, the, the Beatles, you know, early 60s stuff, you know, like <laughs> I want to hold your hand and none of the late 60s stuff when they did drugs. Um, <laughs> um, then, right. they, you know, like Motown and stuff like that. But, uh, when I started to play video games instead, well, one, my dad started showing more, me more types of music as I was like 12, 13, because he's a huge music head and my mom's a big musician. Um, so she would want to teach me how to play the guitar, but he was, you know, just, you know, busting at the seams, just waiting to, you know, show me, you know, what Pink Floyd is about and who David Bowie is and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, um, you know, that was their, their, their time. They, you know, they loved the 60s, 70s. 80s um but when i started to play i guess it was on playstation one i know it's playstation two i guess um i think mm -hmm. it was it was like pro skater two is the first one i played but then three was the one where i actually got obsessed with the soundtrack like realizing like getting past the video game and realizing like whoa this background music is killer <laughs> and yeah. um and and listening to that it was listening to you know artists like gangstar uh pete rock um, oh, yep. you know i mean like i mean, it's like pete rock and cl smooth you know like smooth uh, or soul brother uh soul brother number one and um reminisce you know and uh man i i i just like i was eating up those beats i was like man this is this is awesome it's like it's oh, stuck yeah. in my head and uh, I mean, that was all i had <laughs> those like, albums you know there's nothing like that pete rock and stuff it's like that's iconic hip-hop to hear that for the first time it's like whoa what is this this is yeah oh man yeah i'm Most of them i mean literally oh yeah well i mean like soul brother number one was literally like one of the first hip-hop songs i had heard like as a young person well you know obviously i'd heard other like pop stuff but i'm talking like the stuff that wasn't yeah. pop, you know the stuff that didn't get radio play on the stations that you know everybody in their mom was plugging into um and so yeah to hear soul brother number one uh like yeah i don't know i just that that funky beat man i always went back to that because you know on those games you could you could control the radio that was like a new thing like mm -hmm. you could go into the tracks and like go back to the song before or make it repeat inside the game so i would crank that thing out yeah, yeah. over and over again um and all yeah. sorts of other songs but then uh, uh when i got into high school i started to take audio video um courses for a little over three years um and being in that class with a lot of people there's some there's some students in there that you know took it super seriously and wanted to be, you know, in video production or audio production or engineering, or they wanted to be singers or rappers or whatever. Um, but there's just a lot of expressive people in that class and a lot of people that, that loved hip hop. Um, and that's when I really, that's, that's a blue open my, my, my musical mind was being in that class. Um, and, and listening to people like, you know, like most deaf for the first time. And, um, mm. I mean, I mean, all sorts of people. I don't know, like, I, like everybody under the sun. I feel like that was when I got my crash course. It was like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, whatever. Where they're like, you've never heard of this guy? Because I mean, I, I, I'm one of those people where like I want to be the dumbest one in the room. So like when I realized like 
there are some people in here in the room that like have something or they know something like, I don't know, I'm not going to be ashamed to ask them like, you know, like, well, I mean, like what I'm doing right now, like, well, you know, why, why do you love this type of music so much? Like, I'm not saying it from right. an offensive point of view, like it offends me. I'm, I'm, I am incredibly curious because it's almost like I, I, I trust, I trust how genuine you're being about how much you love it. So I just, I want to love it too. Like what's going on? What do you got? What's going on? And it's uh, like, for me, that stuff, you know, would have been like, as far as like the first hip hop that I ever heard, I mean, the, the album that I said, I guess that happened a little later in my, my life, but like the first, like hearing D'Angelo's uh, Untitled, mm, mm, you know, yeah. or hearing, hearing Voodoo, like mm, yeah. hearing that for the first time, that was life changing for me, I, I would say. It wasn't until like years later, I really understood what what they were doing or like what it was or whatever. But yeah, um, when you hear that for the first time, if it's something... Like I come, I guess I come from being like a, a blues guitar player originally. So oh. my my taste kind of switched a little bit as I got a little older and kind of find my my own identity. You know, in my early twenties, mm. um, that's when I like got into stuff like you know D'Angelo and I think I remember like Justin Timberlake's twenty twenty album came out. Mm. Like I I don't know why I'm bringing that up, but that again that album was like life changing the sound design on it was like crazy like Kimberlyn yeah. beatboxing all over it like like what is this so yeah <laughs> stuff like that. yeah yeah good old d'angelo i is quest love on those albums is he doing the yep oh, yeah, yeah that's what i thought um anyways uh, yeah yeah voodoo yeah i know yeah that one um uh man i just got distracted because i Sorry, tangent off because I've I've been like obsessed. I, I I didn't listen to his podcast for a little bit, the Quest Love one, and I've been like listening to the last like few, and my mind went like straight there. I'm like, no, don't, don't bring up. You don't have anything to reference from there. That's Just a whole he rabbit hole, right? The is, roots yeah. is a whole rabbit hole. And Quest Love <laughs> is a whole rabbit hole. Yeah, well, I just I, I just always love when he brings up D'Angelo because he always just brings up so many stories of like like how how inconsistent he is or like kind of like how rough he is to work with <laughs> like just like not showing up or like showing up three hours late and like where is everybody what y'all leave um but yeah it's yeah. it's classic but yeah such a classic album um so now i have one more serious question for you uh what's mm-hmm. your cat's name or your cat's name yeah my cat's name well ringo <laughs> is my big cat um nice and then I have a little one called called Muffin. They're both boys. Yeah. Nice, good yeah. old Ringo. Yeah, our our um, yeah. our cat. Well, the one that hangs out with me. He's underneath me right now. He's the one that's like, you know, like my, one's connected to my wife, and I was always with her, and then he's always connected with me. But he's Bowie. Um, yeah, mine are the mine are the same exact way. The big cast with me, you know, little cast uh, with my my partner. Nice. <laughs> yeah yeah he's uh it's i just moved into this space like where we are right now it's like in my studio like my uh okay let me see if i can do this without messing this up too much like my drums are right over there um and uh and i'm still getting used to it because and i think they're still getting used to it because they want to like find somewhere to sit and so they're trying to like jump up here I'm like no don't do that please don't do that. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I was, I, I was like, oh, I better take the cast off because they're going to do the same thing to me. Yeah. And, uh, I knew it. I'd be on my lap and run around. Now. The worst studio assistants to have, but the best. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, um, well, I just have a couple more questions for you, man. Um, I was just curious, do you have any other interests, you know, outside of, uh, of music, you know, anything else that you, you pursue or are obsessed with? Um, you know, I guess, you know, not, not really that I'm, you know, like trying to get into myself, you know, honestly, yeah. music is like tunnel vision for me. I'm like one of those people that like makes music every day because I have to. <laughs> You know, it's like I I I feel like I have to uh, just get it out. You know, Mm, you know, not not really, just music. Uh, I do, you know, I guess I do want to tell people like eventually I will put out a sample pack, and there's going to be like a ton of different. That's why all this stuff, I guess you you see in the room. I'm kind of uh, just like building different sounds, sound design, and and I do kind of want to like have other producers uh, check this stuff out. So. That'll be something yeah. I'll explore yeah. more in the future. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you do great. You do great work, man. Absolutely. And uh, I'm, 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 well, I'm curious. Um, you know, do you have any uh, anything in the works? You know, any collaborations? Or I'm, I'm sure you have intentions of that. You know, I do nothing that I can really like talk about yet. Sure. Um, yeah. But next year is going to be like a really exciting year. For awesome. sure. I got a bunch of stuff coming out. Awesome, man. Probably beginning, um, beginning of the year, look out for an album for me, probably. Okay. We'll see. Cool. Time will tell. <laughs> yeah. Well, no worries. Well, I'm excited, man. I'm uh, obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep up with you, brother. Um, so if you if you ever have anything coming out, um, give me a heads up, and, and we'll definitely promote the hell out of it, man. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate uh, that. So, um, We'll, we'll follow up on that. Just uh, just give you a chance, you know, if there's anything you want to promote where people can find you and stuff. But I just had one one more, uh, I guess, uh, like personal question or whatever. What what kind mm-hmm. of music are you, you know, grooving on right now? You know, what's uh, what's in your circulation? What's on your jukebox? Uh, <laughs> right now, Silk Sonic, definitely. Oh, yeah. That album is super tight. Um, Louis Vuitton, Couchsurfing. Mm. Great album I just listened to today. Um, and usually like Moonchild and Jella. Mm. I guess. Yeah. That's about Classic. it right now. Classic. Yeah, I'm about to uh about to get the donut uh album on vinyl. Finally found the, the Dill album. The one that went for a minute. So oh yeah, that's the cla- that, that's the one he made on uh Fish for Price. Uh, yeah, uh, machine the, a little sampler, right? Yeah, like that. yeah, 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 greatest of yeah. all time, man. Yeah, because there was, um, yeah, I got particular about it because they made like a reprint of it, but they changed the album cover, <clears throat> they changed it to some kind of like drawing of like a donut shop mm-hmm. instead of like the picture of him. So I found, uh, anyways, I'm just tangent off. I mean, I'm just excited because you know, I'm a Dilla fan. I, like, I, I just got in with. <laughs> I just got into starting collecting vinyl again. Oh like, yeah. Literally like a few weeks ago. Yeah, I'm just like I'm slowly getting back into it and seeing, you know, like I have some old <laughs> albums, but 
I love you know I love listening to music as much as I love making it, but uh, yeah. it gets harder and harder to these days, you know. But you got to be inspired, so absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's I don't know. I'm sure we're we're in accord of that. Like yeah, it's like I I want to build a sound or I want to build a, a story or whatever through music. But I also, you need inspiration. You know, everybody needs motivation. And what what better way to draw, you know, from it than the, than the direct source? And uh, yeah, I've, I've yep. like I said, I've been more like this jazz mode. I I have been obsessed this last like couple of weeks with uh, uh, Paul Matheny. I don't know. Oh, I, I have been obsessed with that dude. He has a a new album out um, with a, a, a new trio he's with. Um, it's called Side Eye. Um, hmm. I haven't heard of man. it. Man, uh, he's got this, uh, he's, he's touring right now with like two two younger jazz jazz musicians. Like I think they're, they're, they're either just out of college or they're just, they're just younger, they're in their 20s. And, uh, and man, they're both stellar, man. Um, the hmm. guy, the, the drummer he's with right now, this guy, Joe Dyson, man, he's so fast. He is so like, Oh, just so proficient. It's awesome. Um, they're coming oh, here in February. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You should definitely check out Side Eye. That's a. There's some crazy stuff. There's some really. It's a you know it's a it's a performed live you know album, but it's a oof, it's so good. Um, I've been hmm. I've been really into that, and then this other group from Canada, uh, Men I Trust. Oh, Men they're I, great. I I was just watching them like last week. Great. Yeah. Super fun. Man. I, they they have erupted and rightfully so. I, I'm so glad that they have caught the right wave because I listened to Uncle uh, Uncle Jazz. Uh, what came out last year? I, I, I know I listened to like a, a month or so, like after it came out, and like <laughs> as soon as I heard that album, I was just like on repeat. Like it's just it's like chill wave yeah. jazz. Like that's what it is, man. And then she's got a stellar voice, and mm -hmm. uh, they're they're we just saw them live here in Fort Worth uh, a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, stellar man. I mean, they're they're, they're, they're yeah, yeah. I mean, they just just like the just like the album, man. They they killed it. Her voice was stellar. Um, yeah, and just I'm glad. I mean, Texas freaking showed up too. That place was sold out. Um, and I, I'm just yeah. They, they're one of those people that like I started listening to. I'm like, oh, these guys, these these are some cool, you know, cool tunes, man. They know what they're doing. They would release singles. I'm like, man, that's a great song too. And then they uh -huh. announced like the the untourable album. I was like, ooh, that's awesome! So they're gonna try and tour it. And then like, yeah. And then, like I've been watching the the stream numbers, and it just skyrocketed. It was I, was like, like, woo. I saw like one of maybe it was like an Instagram ad or something like that. It was the only Instagram mm -hmm. I've seen Instagram ad I've seen. I'm like, wow, this is like good. I'm, so I like listened to the album. I I couldn't tell you what the name of it is, but it was good. I like listened to a few songs. So I was like, yeah, wow, this is pretty good. They're cool, man. So like that, they they they've been like my like kind of like background. Like I'm gonna work to set things up, whatever drive to, and then Metheny is like when I'm like trying to get like psyched up, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I'm like ah. <laughs> For sure, man. For sure. Good album. But yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna check out uh, yours too, man. Absolutely. Well, all right, man. Well, uh, where can people find you? Anything else you want to bring up? All that good stuff. Uh, just look out for uh, some new music next year. Uh, you can usually find me on my Instagram. Uh, 
Instagram.com slash guitar player and uh, leap speak. <laughs> so nice. Cool. Thank you, man. Good Thank stuff. you for the opportunity. Yeah. Well, hey, thank yeah. you for uh, making time to talk with me uh, virtually, but I'm glad we got to do it, man. And um, if, if I'm ever in the area and if you're ever in the area, let me know, man. Um, but uh, yeah, and if you ever want to chat again, promote something, uh, review an album, talk about an artist for a minute, whatever you want, man. Um, Thank you, man. I'm all ears. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, have a good evening, man. You too, brother. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, visit our website, musicmythpodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Goodbye.